Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Auto home life business. Excuse me. uh, Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Great service department that takes care of all of it. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. All right, so um, before we get to the Big Ten schedules, In football, how did the poll turn out? What did America prefer, the rants or the EAS test? (laughs) Actually, I haven't got a chance to look at it, so let me pull it up now because I'm curious myself. Because I know Lisa voted for the EAS test. (laughs) Matt's rants won 60 to 40% with the five votes on, on uh, on on the poll on X. So there you go. Wow. I appreciate the support against artificial intelligence. You came from behind. That's right, I did. That's how we roll. Uh, Did anybody weigh in on Facebook? I don't believe so. No. We didn't get get any votes on Facebook. So, yeah, it's official. Matt wins it 60-40. Hmm. Starting to question the audience. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. And the suit's out this week? Yes, the suit is out this week. Okay. Yeah. So Steve Williams is going to do the game. Correct, yeah. uh, The COVID got got the uh, suit this week, unfortunately. Did he seem like he was sick, or? Oh yeah, he yeah he he definitely sounded like he was sick when I talked to him on the phone this morning. How can you tell? Oh, um, just kidding. Oh my Almighty! Michael Pardcan at one thirty-five, and a roundtable at two oh six. All right, so let's get to the Big Ten football schedules. What they did was they announced. Home and aways. All right. Then they'll put it in order with dates and so forth. So next season, so here are some of the changes. For example, USC was supposed to be here next season. Now, au contraire. It's going to be Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington here next year. I believe Washington has never played here before. 
UCLA has not played here since Jack played here. So Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington and Beaver Stadium. They'll go on the road to Minnesota, Purdue, USC, so they go to the Coliseum, and was and then they go to Madison to play against Wisconsin. 2025, this is where they have the four home games. The four home games will be Indiana, Nebraska, Northwestern, Oregon. The road games in 25 will be Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, Rutgers, and UCLA. So they'll go to the Rose Bowl in 25, and Oregon will be here. In 26, the five home games in 26 will be Minnesota, Purdue, Rutgers, USC, and Wisconsin. Now notice who has not been on the schedule in 24 and 25, Michigan. So Penn State in 26 will play at Michigan, Maryland, Northwestern, and they go to Husky Stadium to play Washington. Penn State, I believe, was the first game ever played at Husky Stadium against Washington. So they will go there in 26. In 27, now notice that in that year there's no Ohio State. In 27, Penn State's four home games will be Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, and Washington. Their away games will be Illinois, Indiana. Their first trip to Eugene, they'll play Oregon, Purdue, and Wisconsin. In 28... Ohio State comes back onto the schedule. And they'll be here. In 28, it's going to be Indiana, Iowa, Ohio State, Oregon, and UCLA. And the road games will be Michigan State, Nebraska, Rutgers, and USC. So, in the five-year span... Penn State plays Ohio State three times. In the five-year span, Penn State plays Michigan twice. In the five-year span, Penn State plays USC three times. In the five-year span, Penn State plays UCLA three times. In the five-year span, Penn State plays Oregon three times. In the five-year span, Penn State plays Washington three times. They play Illinois. It's like they play them twice. Maryland. They play twice. Ohio State, they play three times. I already mentioned UCLA, Washington. Minnesota, they play twice. 
Purdue, they play, ding, 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 twice. Wisconsin, they play twice. Yeah. Michigan State, they play one, two, three times. Indiana, they play one. Looks like they play Indiana three times. And you play everybody home and away. You play Nebraska twice, it's home and away. Play Iowa twice, home and away. So you're playing everybody in a five-year span home and away. Well, let's see. How many times do they play Rutgers? Is it two or three? Rutgers, 28. And Rutgers, 25. They play Rutgers. They only play Rutgers twice. No. Check it. They play them three times. They play them three times. Interesting how it played out. So you're going to play everybody home and away. And Penn State will see the three three of the four new additions next year, UCLA and Washington here and USC out in the Coliseum. Then they see Oregon here in 25. Then go out to UCLA. In 26, the only newbie in 26 is Washington. That's going to be out in Seattle. Uh, 27, 28 to get Washington here. And Oregon out there. And they've got USC here and, UCLA, and UCLA here and USC out there in 28. So there you go. Interesting, huh? I like the idea you're playing everybody home and away. You should be playing people home and away. Simple as that. It, I don't think there's any... To me, that's a conference. The way the SEC does it is total, complete, nonsensical BS. Now, I've already used the example already, but it's still apropos, that Texas A&M has been in the SEC since 2011. So now they are in, what, their 13th season in the SEC? Georgia has never played a game at Kyle Field. That's a conference? That's a conference? Really? Should be playing... Yeah, I have to figure out a way to play everybody. And, of course, part of it is they only play the eight conference games. So after winning the rant versus the EAS poll, and doing it actually by a margin, I might add, what is your rant today? Well, the rant today is a report out there that Joel Embiid is going to try to play for the U.S. in 2024. While from an American side of things, especially if they get the guys of Steph Curry and others to play, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. But the Sixers fan in me, and this is mostly where I build myself on, is not thrilled about that. Because as we've seen, five of the last six postseasons, Dwell Embiid has been hurt and it has affected his play. 
which has affected the Sixers in trying to get over the hump out of the second round. Now he's going to play in the Olympics? I'm not sure if he's built for that, to play that much basketball. I mean, that is a lot of basketball that he is, con- that he is not considering, I don't believe, in this. I know you want to represent your country. I, I, I know you. that's a right that athletes should have. But at the same time, you got to consider what your history's been. And it's not that great at the time when your team really needs you. So, no, I'm not thrilled at all that he's considering playing in the Olympics in 24. I'm not. But he wants to win something. Good. Work your way, work your rear end off to win an NBA title. No, that ain't going to work. All right, so, (laughs) have you seen your team? I mean, it's not going to be all just him, but having a healthy him fully for a postseason would be nice. Matt, look, say they win the first round which has been, for the most part, their pattern. They're going to be done in early May. They aren't good enough against Milwaukee. They're not good enough against Boston. They're probably not good enough against Miami. Okay? There's not. So they're going to be probably done in early May. The Olympics are in July. Well, it's not It's not just... It's not from... You're going from the playoffs to that. I mean, that part I get. I don't think they're going to be good enough to... Get yeah, past the, the second round again next are year. In July. Yeah, but okay. so if he gets Tra- hurt, he's going to be training camps in September. Oh, for goodness sake, he's not going to get hurt. You cannot do everything in life in bubble wrap, Matt. You can't. Every time I turn around, so, oh, they got to hold this guy out. Like, oh, knock it off. You want to know if most guys get hurt? Non contact stuff. Yeah, uh, come on. He can get hurt working out, for goodness sakes. He could have got hurt walking across the street. He's not going to get hurt playing. I mean, could he get hurt playing? Sure he could. He could get hurt a thousand other ways. I mean, he can't bubble wrap people. He wants to play. Let him play. It'll be good for him to be around. You know what would be good for him? It'll be good to be around winning. It'll be good to be around LeBron. It'll be good to be around Steph Curry. It'll be good for him to be around something like that, that kind of culture. You can't bubble wrap people. I, that's why every time I turn on there, they need to hold this guy out. Hold him out for what? Guy wants to play for his country? Good. Huh? Glad he feels that strongly about it. That's, I think that's great. I mean, there's three hundred. There's going to be 366 days in the year next year. He'll have an extra day to recover. I mean, you just can't go. It's you know, it's the end of training camp. Let's take the bubble wrap off. Let's go play. He'll probably he'll probably be sharper because he did play. I mean, if it works out that way, that's great. And I, I get the argument of you don't want to bubble wrap people because, I mean, just for using the Eagles for an example, I would have liked to have seen the starters play at least a couple series in the preseason. I get that, and you can't play scared either. But when you have the track record that he has with his injuries, that's when I have a problem with it. But I get it. I mean, he, he could 
hurt his ankle, you know, playing with his kid. Yeah, I I know. He could hurt his ankle in training camp. You know? A lot of things happen. Yeah, it's just... He doesn't ski, but he could have a skiing accident. Okay? Who was it that had the... Uh... There are guys that have had off-season accidents doing other things. Things happen. Things happen. But you can't go through life like always being afraid. I, I, I can't compete. I might get hurt. Like, come on. Go play. It's all, I don't know. Every time I turn around, somebody else has an excuse not to play. Well, guess what you're paid to do? You're, now, the Olympics, you're not getting paid. I mean, they probably are getting paid something. It's just like the Ryder Cup, for example. You don't, actually don't get paid to be in the Ryder Cup. You probably should get paid to be in the Ryder Cup. But I mean, after all, they are making a lot of money off the Ryder Cup. So I'm sure they're getting some something to, to play in the Olympics. But after finishing, what, fourth in the World Championships, that's why you're seeing all these guys say they want to play. This happened in 2008 after the U.S. struggled so badly in Athens. All those guys played. Le, you know, LeBron played in the 2004 Olympics, but he came back. Kobe Bryant was the key. He said, yeah, I'm going to play. I mean, wouldn't it be fun for you to see Embiid win something? That's true, yeah. But if he gets hurt, then I won't be happy either way. Oh, for goodness sakes. Who's getting hurt? Which guys have you seen get hurt in the Olympics? So far, none. I, I mean, come on. It's... If he gets hurt, I'm not going to be sitting here going, well, he shouldn't have played. I'll be like, of course he should play. If he wants to play, let him play. Jeez. Every time I turn around, I'm, I'm running into people like, well, they shouldn't play him. He might get hurt. Oh. Ugh. Then why bother scheduling the games if all these guys don't want to play? No, I'm not big on that. I really am not. By the way, Mel Tucker is having his hearing today at Michigan State. Says he has new evidence. Okay. The letter, which is from one of Tucker's attorneys, was released widely to the media, says the woman who brought forth the claim against Tucker that led to his firing, sexual Assault awareness speaker Brenda Tracy appears to have made a career out of misleading and manipulating people. Oh, boy. This is going to be one verbally ugly one. Oh, well. Okay. Take a break. 
So which game do you need Embiid to play? Because I think you're only going to play, what, one game before the playoffs? <laughs> no, I want him to play as many regular season games as possible. Well, wouldn't this be a great tune-up for him? Coming to camp in shape? Gets to practice every day against the best in the world? That's what training camp's for. You are practicing against the best in the world in training camp. I'll take my chances, I guess. No, if I'm the sixer, I'm like, go play. We love the fact that you're playing. I love the fact that anybody wants to play. Go play. Can't, you can't conduct your life in fear all the time. By the way, I never did get a, a text message from the EAS yesterday. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online. SunburyMotors.com, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, and a great service department that backs it up every step of the way. Best segment of the week is whenever I can get Michael Barkan to join me, my friend. Welcome. Stop it. Although that was just like I wrote it, so thank you. <laughs> I almost mispronounced one word. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I do that every night. More than one, baby. More oh, than one. Steve Mark, Jones, what's up? Michael, uh, they win in two straight. They don't play again until Saturday. Yeah. Could Rob Thompson have asked for a better scenario with his starting pitching and the way it now sets up? Uh, yes and no. I mean, he's probably going to go. He, he, uh, he last night he was talking about uh, he did not know who he was going to go with to start. So, um, I, I have you heard what he has announced? Do not know what he wants to do, but. You would think in a series like that, he's still got Wheeler and Nola, and it may not be one, two, but it could be two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I just thought, I thought you were aware of something I wasn't. So, no. I, I would think it's going to be Suarez on Saturday, and then you get back to, to uh, Wheeler and Nola, 
and I don't think it can set up any better, Steve. I think these two guys, what they did the past two nights is just simply sensational. And I would defy the Braves to put two pitchers up against the Phillies, including Spencer Strider, that, that can do what those two guys did last night consecutively in the, in the night before in Zach Wheeler. They, um, you know, there, there are things sometimes that, that you have to tweak in sports, and both Wheeler and Aaron Nola said that there was something in their deliveries, something in the way they set up on the mound that was giving them problem with their control. And they worked on it, and it took them a while. One, you got to discover it. Two, then you got to work on it. And three, then you've got to execute it during a game. And Wheeler said, you know, it was, it was the way it affected the way I was gripping and releasing the baseball. And, and uh, Nola was something where he was pitching and his, uh, the way he set up and the motion across his body, it was affecting his control. And Aaron Nola is a Cy Young caliber pitcher when he's going well. And that wasn't the case this year. Last year, he was fourth in the Cy Young balloting. The year before, again, he struggled. So hopefully he's got all that behind him now. And I think he's a different pitcher in the postseason. So we'll see. Same with Wheeler. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not only that, but how deep they went allowed Rob to use the bullpen and didn't have to overtax it to do it. And I think that's the most important thing. Your starters do what starters do. They go six or seven innings in, in, uh, in the case of the last two nights. And then you've got your choice. You pick your poison. Do you, do you want uh, Alvarado? Do you want Soto? Do you want Kimbrell? Um, they, they've got many ways that they can go. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how the roster sets up for the Braves series, Steve, because Michael Lorenzen, who they traded for and gave up some prospects for, Michael Lorenzen, the one who pitched a no-hitter in his first outing with the Phillies, he has really, really struggled, and they left him off the roster for the Marlins series, and we'll see whether or not he goes back on for the NLDS. And it, he might, and then we'll see what happens, whether or not he gets used. You know, the the, crowd, the fans really love, obviously, Harper, but they really love Stott and Bone, their homegrown kids. Started mm-hmm. out at Williamsport after getting drafted and worked their way through. They both come up big, and, of course, the Grand Slam last night. What's been your thought on the two of those, especially Stott moving to second base the way he has? Um, I love both of them. You know, they called them the daycare last year. And I said, it's not the daycare anymore. They're in preschool already. Come on, let's, yeah. let's advance them through the, through the schooling ranks. And I, I think both of them, when you're, when you're a great player, uh, I, I think water seeks its level, and, and these guys have done just that. Uh, with regard to Stott, they bring Trey Turner in here. Stott moves to second base, and he, he had a record. Uh, for most chances without an error uh, uh, in Philly's franchise history at the beginning of the season. He's got a great glove at second base, and he he has the propensity, as we saw last night, to hit a ball when you don't expect it. And I wouldn't call him a power hitter, but then there it went. And it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. But guess what happened last night? I have to tell you this story. I'm sitting in the seats with my family, and Ricky Metallico and Ben Davis are up in the press box. Ben's watching in the radio booth, and Ricky's watching in the press box. 
And Ruben Amaro Jr. with his family, and we had to go back to the Wells Fargo Center where our studio is for the post-game show. So Ben sends us a message in Spanish uh, about when we're supposed to meet at the car. It was after the sixth inning. (laughs) And I looked down to answer Ben's message, and I don't speak Spanish, mind you, Steve Jones, <laughs> and Bryce is starting to run out of the ballpark, and I'm looking at my phone, and everybody's screaming, and I'm getting smacked by my wife, my daughter, my son, my sister was there, and they're all, my, I looked up just as the ball landed in the seat. So, do not put your phone away, people, including you, Michael, what an idiot. And anyway, so, so I, I think Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm have come of age as quickly as you can. You know, certainly I would say as quickly as, as Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins yeah. came of age. And by that I mean the comfort level of being a major leaguer, the comfort level of having the responsibility of being a starter. And with respect to Bohm, you can play him at third or you can play him at first. I'd rather see him at third, but but – you know, you'll recall last year he made, I don't know, what was it, three errors in one inning? Yeah. And, and um, he said, I hate this bleeping place. And the, the camera caught him saying it. They, they, everybody reads lips. And after the game, he apologized for it. And it was like no harm, no foul. The next game, he steps to the plate, standing ovation. And, and that's how we roll in Philadelphia, as you know. So, um, you know, I, I, I think Bohm, I was wondering whether or not they should have flip-flopped Bohm and Real Muto in the lineup for protection for Harper, because you'll recall Bohm right. batted third in the last mm-hmm. two nights, and Real Muto batted fifth. And Harper was on base, but he did not have the Harper nights that we have recalled. And But what the heck, when you got Bohm and Real Muto smacking the ball around, I, I, it'll be fine, thank you very much. They're going to have to pitch to Harper, and I think it's just a matter of a game or two before he breaks out of, of uh, I wouldn't even call it a slump, when he, before he starts hitting the ball around. So, you, yeah, I love those two guys. You and I both know he's one swing away. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Bryce Harper. There are teams out there because of how the Braves played this season that would be intimidated by the Braves. The lineup, the five guys with the 30-plus home runs, Spencer Strider you mentioned, except the team they're going to play. (laughs) This team has no fear of the Braves at all. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. They have no fear of the Braves. That doesn't mean they'll win this series. I'm going to pick them to win this series. I obviously want them to win this series. But when you match up, the Braves stars and superstars with the Philly stars and superstars. To me, the only question is whether or not if, if Spencer Strider's on his game. And think about it. It's going to be Strider against uh, Ranger Suarez. If yep. Strider is, is on his game, can the Phillies overcome that and manage to score runs? And what I saw last night, and I said it on the postgame show on NBC Sports Philadelphia, I thought that was a statement game, statement win, and series by the Phillies because – this kid, this guy, uh, Braxton Garrett, this left-hander, this kid yeah. who was in his first postseason game, mm-hmm. for the first three or four innings, he was pitching lights out. And I'm thinking, yep. oh, my goodness, how are they going to solve this kid? And he had had some success against the Phillies previously this season. They, they faced each other 13 times. And um, with the Phillies winning what? I, I think the Phillies won four or five games from the Braves this season. So Atlanta had all, had it all over them. But, but – 
I thought, can they solve this kid? And the answer was, of course, yes. And so that's my wonder about Spencer Strider. And to me, he's the difference, and it's whether or not the Phillies lineup can can get some runs scored against Spencer Strider. And he's going to be pitching at home. Last year when they got to him, he was he, he was uh, banged up. And uh, I think that's going to be a real big question to be answered for this series. And remember, it's best of five. It's not best of seven. Right. And um, I, I hope the Phillies take it. I'm going to pick up the win it in four. Uh, I hope it at least goes to five because um, I think it's going to be a slugfest. But when you look at the, the brave superstars, Austin Riley and Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna Jr., who Ben Davis called it for him best player in baseball, yeah. um, and our Orlando Arcia, and what what they've got—they're unbelievable. This team, they re, they really are. But the Phillies are unintimidated, Steve, and I think that's the that's where you start. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, they they will go in and go. Yes, so okay, let's play ball. Yeah, uh, and that, that that's what I like about it. I have to ask you one quick Eagles question before I let you go, and it's you know, like they're off to an undefeated start. What do you think of the level of play though from the Eagles to this point? I think the level of play has been inconsistent, and um, I, I'm hoping that that they start to smooth it out. Certainly, this weekend against the Rams, it remains to be seen whether the Rams. Uh, are going to get Cooper Cup back, their outstanding wide receiver. He practiced yesterday, and uh, he's been on the shelf for the last little while. We'll see whether or not they they get him back. I think the the pass rush for the Eagles is key because the secondary has struggled. You know, and Buddy Ryan used to say, "You can take the best cornerback, the best safety in the world, and if if the the quarterback has time." to pass and the receivers can run around there's no cornerback in the world that can stop a wide receiver so the pass rush has to get there and i think that that that's developing when these guys are on my goodness they are beasts aren't they they're on both jordan davis jalen carter and hassan reddick and they they can get to a quarterback i just think they have to be consistent and for jalen hurts um you know i don't know if it's uh anything that's still developing that's got to be smoothed out between him and Brian Johnson, who, who is the offensive coordinator of the Eagles, and someone who has known Jalen Hurts since he's been a kid. Brian Johnson coached for Jalen Hurts' dad back in Texas, so J- they've known each other for a long time. Um, and I thought Jalen Hurts, he had an unbelievable second half. His first half was, was sloppy. His first half was inconsistent. So I, I think that he's got to be able to, to smooth that out. Also, Steve, have you noticed that sometimes he, I just think he underthrows guys a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, sometimes I think he should get rid of the ball faster than he does. Maybe that's a nitpick. I don't know. Uh, um, but when you see his, his second half, you, you'd say, Michael, are you, are you out of your mind? But, you know, you've got to play consistently start to finish. I think they're going to be okay. I think it's a, it's a long season. And um, I, I still think that you're, gonna, you're talking about a, a 12 or 13 win Eagles team when it's all said and done. I'll have lived this one. You're the best, and I mean it. Thanks so much, Michael. Really appreciate you. No, you're the best, and I mean it. Anytime, Steve. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. You know that. Thanks, buddy. You, that Michael Barkan joining us in Philadelphia. High school roundtable in the next half hour. Matt's not done with rants. 
He's got a list of people he doesn't want to see to play for America. <laughs> no, it's just Embiid for right now. But it's okay if LeBron does. Well, yeah, he's clearly he's done it and he can handle it. I want him and Curry to play. I want I want the NBA players to be back in there because the USA basketball hasn't been great to watch lately. Be nice to see that again and dominate the world. Well, see, but that's that's why I think you're seeing these guys when they saw them finish fourth. See, this is the this is the same reaction I saw after 2004, when the U.S. did not do well in Athens at the Olympics, and they sent the kids. It was Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. The older player was was Allen Iverson on that team. Larry Brown, I think, was the head coach. No, Larry Brown's a great coach. But they didn't win. Well, in 2008, everybody kind of rallied, and Mike Mike Krzyzewski was the coach. And we and I I said specifically. Now, obviously, I hadn't started this show then, but in a previous iteration of the show, I said then, I said, they need to get Kobe Bryant to play. And when Kobe Bryant said yes, I knew the U.S. would win the, the Olympic gold medal. They needed that kind they needed that kind of star power and focus from their star. Well, LeBron brings that kind of focus. So does so does Steph Curry. Um, if you want, uh, maybe Embiid can sit there and they can hold him out. No, I mean if he's gonna if he's gonna get in there, then I want I want to see him play it at my oh, as well. Oh, now it's okay to play. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure you're coming. From- well, that'd be stupid to bring him in and then hold him out. I mean, if he's there, if he's there to play, put him in there and play and dominate. But if not, then so let's get back to the Sixers. Play, when your kids play little league, are you going to hold them out? Oh no, they're going full full speed. I'm just checking. I'm yeah. a little bit worried. They're going full I mean, speed. Uh, it's like I think he, they bubble wrapped Luke. <laughs> well, we may have to bubble wrap Marky Mark, but that's a different topic. <laughs> he is a little active. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Nobles Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Next half hour, our high school roundtable. Are you done with rants, or is there another one? As of right now, I'm done, but you never know. We still have an hour left. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Your home for news, AccuWeather, and sports. Celebrating 90 years of serving the Susquehanna Valley. We are WKOK Sunbury.